What's more embarrassing, explaining a cold sore or telling a woman that her coffee piss is enticing? Yes, yes, ladies. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Um, welcome to 1990. What tonight is a very, very, very special episode. We have a very, very <laughs> special guest on the show for us tonight. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, my name is Jake Jones. Absolutely. I am your host, Michael Joseph. Across from me is... I am your host, Adam Michael. Adam, I swear to... Hey, Mike, you ready for Christmas? I am. Uh, Jake, are you ready for Christmas? Um, yeah, man. I'm ready to rock. That's great. How do you feel about being on the show today? Um, it feels weird to be like on a real podcast <laughs> with like a computer <laughs> and stuff that costs yeah. money. How much money would you say is on the table right now? Oh, like... <laughs> well, there's Oppenheimer you got over there, and then there's this Red Bull. But the most valuable thing we probably have is SodaStream. Absolutely. I'm glad that I asked that question, and you fell right into the trap. Ah, what is that sound, folks? That's the sound of inconvenience. The sound well, of convenience would well, be just a sucking motion. Go ahead, Jake. I pulled a real... <laughs> I pulled a real boner because I popped mine before we started recording, so you didn't you, get to hear that satisfying sound. You, you did. Ladies and gentlemen, this show and our livelihood is brought to you by none other than SodaStream, which <sighs> Soda Stream. We, aren't, we aren't actually able to enjoy right now, and our lives are worse for it. Thank you, SodaStream, for the money. Um, uh, we have reviewed our 2020 contracts. Um Guys, fucking bullshit, okay? Why don't you try it again? Try it again. Uh, we, we're going to send you some notes. I want you to review you, review those. They're not going to include our signatures. Uh, you guys can give this shit another shot because this is not going to fly. I mean, come on now. We have like 12 new listeners from Germany. So step that shit up. Anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I'm totally ready for uh, Christmas. I'm into it. I'm ready for the holidays. Yeah, I think we'll probably uh, save this one until after Christmas, but uh, probably before New Year's. So, all right, yeah, headed into a new decade. We we uh, we did take an, an extra week off, two weeks off, because we were wanted to prepare for Jake. Jake said he wanted to come on the show. We wanted to have him on the show. He was available. He was very hard to get in contact with. His schedule is fatter than fuck, and um. <laughs> You know, so things opened up. We saw an opportunity, a golden opportunity, and we got him. Oh, oh, speaking of golden, um, when I said that shit about um, women and their coffee smelling urine, I did not mean like I want to be there when they're, you know, doing something private. Okay. I, I'm just saying that 
I, I, I'm, I enjoy uh, when when a woman enjoys coffee as much as I do because then we can okay. you know, we can visit each other at coffee shops. It has nothing to do with so me. So you like hang out in coffee shop ladies' rooms? And <laughs> That's what I thought. You know, I really, I, 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 as soon as I said that shit, I was like, oh, wait. I don't know if there's a way to dig yourself just out of this make, hole. make sure you explain yourself. I just, but you well, know, I mean, I just did. We're not going to sit here and kink shame you. You like what you like. Oh, I certainly wouldn't enjoy what people think I might have been saying. No, that's gross. No, put that shit in the toilet bowl. Not a log. I don't have a log. (laughs) I didn't get that, uh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, you are the host of a podcast called The Jet. What's that about? Yeah, so I haven't really released an episode in months, but that's basically... (laughs) (laughs) That's just me... Um, talking into my iPhone about movies and um, really nerdy shit, dude. However you want to get it done, yeah, man. is how you get it done. But uh, I want to be a I want to be a kiss ass for a second because I love this show. Thank you. It's like that's, my that's, second favorite podcast. That's very very cool to hear. Yeah, I, that's it's, nice. Yeah, I love it. That's and awesome. Me and Adam sound really similar, so good luck with that. Uh, do y'all, ladies and gentlemen, right yeah, in? We do might. They? I've been on the jet before, and uh, we talked about Weezer. That's right, our yeah. Weezer episode. I yeah, yeah. yeah, Weezer's a band. For those of you who don't know that, um, They're which great. are probably uh, going on tour with one great band and some bullshit ass supporting group, um, Green Day and Fallout Boy, in that order. Yep. Uh. You guys want to go to the show? Yeah, man. I thought and we'd go. I, I like Fallout Boy, so I mean, okay. I agree. Dude, that they're I'll not t- on the same. level. I'll tell you what. They're not on the same level, but I, for all I, I know, it. for all I know, they probably have a handful. Of, excuse me, songs that are amazing, and I bet if I saw the show, I'd be like, actually, they were pretty fucking great. That was that was a great show. Um, no, right. I definitely want to go to the what is it called the the Hella Mega Tour. The Hella Mega Tour. And it's coming through Dallas here uh, in late July, like the very end of July. So if you're a white guy in your 30s, oh, man, <laughs> you're so excited. That's true, dude. That's, that's what we are. And I'm almost there. I turned 30 this, well, in 2020. <sighs> it's awesome, man. Yeah, man. You're, you're on your way. 30 is really, like, when you get to 30... um. Well, there's like it's like this paradigm, which who knows if I just used that word correct, but uh, uh, it depends on what you got. You know, if you've got a lot, if you have kids already, you know, a mortgage and all that, you know, keep at it. That's keep, you know, keep keep going. But if you don't, don't trick yourself into thinking that you are not allowed to reinvent yourself. Um, that's not true. It's it's a pretty good time to do it actually because you're old enough to get hired for jobs you probably aren't qualified for. And then you get to make some money that you can save and use very well for shit that you want to do. So uh, yeah, you know that's that's a good thing. That's what I've been trying to do, man. <laughs> that's what I just been, I've been waiting on. I've been waiting on for this golden gate of an age. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Jake is going to be the uh, he's going to be pulling the reins, and and we're we're really excited about that. Jake, what are yeah, we discussing? This is, listen, this is my show tonight. Oh, <laughs> dude, even I can't. Call yourself the host. It's fine. Don't. Oh, I'm the host, and you guys are my bitch ass sidekicks. <laughs> um, so what we're talking about tonight are songs from movies. 
Nice. And you guys have definitely played a few. Okay. And so some of the bigger ones that you might think of, like the Titanic song and like... Uh, Did we play that? And oh, yeah, yeah. and oh, okay. um, the Aerosmith song. Re- remember we played that with the, uh, you know, the sound clips from the movie? Yes. Yeah, that was a good moment. I remember that. Okay. Right. So some of the bigger ones like, like Armageddon, Don't yeah. Want to Close My... I, I skipped some of those and went like, not like obscure, but you know, we have some good stuff. And uh, nice. Some of them you might have had played before. Nice. Let's go ahead and uh, kick it off with the first song here, <laughs> folks. You might remember from the '90s, Disney movies in the end credits would have like an R&B version oh, yeah. of like the song. Dude, yes. This shit's from Aladdin, nice. and uh, it just sounds and feels like the '90s. Oh yeah. Imagine you're just like in the car with your mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let mm-hmm. your heart decide? Yeah. How's the uh, volume level there, Mike? Sounds great, dude. This is. Tebow Bryson and soon we're going to hear Regina Bell. You might be asking yourself, why are they playing this version and not the version that was like from the scene in the movie? Um, because this is really good. And uh, yeah, oh yeah. it's not only a good song from a great movie, but it's really good. Um, really good pop, pop music from the 90s. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you're just in your room about your crush. You know? I, I remember it, dude. I remember it. Mike, first crush? Who's your first crush? Oh, um, Amanda Carter, kin- uh, preschool and kindergarten. Ooh. Andrew Savage from Parquet Courts would know who they're on the sh- You've mentioned Amanda. Yep, I have. I'll have to say it. Carrie McCall. Carrie McCall was born in the same hospital as me on the same day. Oh shit, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we grew up together for a few years and then she moved away. And I never saw her again. So here's the thing I wasn't strong for first grade. So I mean, after kindergarten, I had pre first. Pre first. And there was this girl named Stephanie. And I don't know her last name. Yeah. Yeah, we just dropped those those first and last names. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we're not bleeping oh them out either. Oh my gosh, we did. Ah, whatever. We're not we're not cutting them out. What are the, what, what are the Germans going to do? Look them up? I don't know why I just said that, but I said <laughs> it. So, do you guys remember seeing Aladdin in the theater? Because I don't quite remember that. Yeah, no, I totally remember that. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. This may have been my first movie I I definitely remember seeing it in theaters because, you know, at the end when the genie laughs after the, uh, the title card says the end comes up and Aladdin and Jasmine fly off on the carpet, the, the genie laughs and uh, pulls up the screen and says, made you look. Yeah, that worked on us. We were like getting up and headed out of the theater when he started laughing. We all stopped and turned to see 
what he could be laughing at. And he's just uh, just a little gotcha moment, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Robin. Yeah, dude. And thanks to Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. That's a great one. That was awesome, man. I love awesome, it. Drake. Yeah, yeah. You're right, though. Yeah, they would have these really smooth R&B versions of songs, sometimes like really bumping bumping R&B after the um, movies. Pretty standard. Next up, we have I'm Petty in the Hurt. This actually is a Christmas song, so I don't know when this is going to air, but they're going to have to deal with it. This is from the movie Home Alone 2, 1992. Well, it's Christmas time. Home Alone 2, you said? Yes, sir. At, at the end, right? This is actually when he's on when he's when he's on the airplane. I believe. So towards the beginning. Huh. Kevin, uh, when he gets on the New York bound plane, picks up his talk boy, puts on his headphones, and starts playing this song so that he misses them saying service to New York. That's right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. And Jake, I don't know if you uh, remember hearing this also on Jingle All the Way, but it's on it's on Jingle All the Way as well. And I, I just watched those two movies on subsequent days, so I was like kind of surprised to hear it there as well. I knew it was on Home Alone, but <clears throat> I had never seen Jingle All the Way until Jake recommended it. So. Guys, Jingle All the Way is I had never watched it. I had always seen parts of it on TV, you know. Yeah. It's one of those movies you've never really seen, but you kind of seen part of it. I actually finally watched it on the movie. And uh, all it over really something. I liked your uh, comparison. You compared it to the Blues Brothers. Because, like, crazy stuff just piles on top of more crazy stuff. Yeah, because at the end, he's, he's dressed as this action figure. Has this jetpack. I like how we're not talking about Home Alone 2. But, and he's just like flying around like Iron Man. And it's like, in this universe, the big deal isn't your jetpack, it's, it's this action figure. It's just crazy. It's a good time. Yeah, nice. Um, this is a, you know, this is a solid Tom Petty Christmas song. Not a good thing to this very correct. Good for Christmas. Is this the only Tom Petty Christmas song? I mean, he only needs one. Because it's that good. Nice. Nice, man. I'm digging it. Home Alone 2. Not as good as Home Alone 1, but still very good. Yeah, no, it's... It, it, yeah, I'm, I, I like both of them a lot. <clears throat> he definitely meant like his really f- um ah shit I don't know what I'm talking about. I know it's amazing that he could be so creative in, uh, with an apartment that he'd never been in before right. and he's uh, never been in there he had to look up the address he'd never been there one thing that I really liked about it was um just like how much my kids loved it because they were laughing their butts off. Like, it, it killed. Yeah, dude. No, it's still a great movie. A lot of people like Home Alone for the slapstick and like the violence and how it's funny, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But 
there's just something super amazing about well both of those movies but they just have this Christmassy, just nostalgic feeling to them. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not love these movies? Yeah. And I, some of the funniest parts aren't like the slapstick to me. There's just some funny lines. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like look, like buzzes. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room. Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah. Well, Uncle Frank. Yeah. That guy's a real bastard, too. Did, you know a there's cheap. a deleted scene where, where he yanks Kevin's pants off? What? Are you serious? Yeah, well, he kind of pantses him. He, oh. he just kind of, but still, it's kind of, you know, sketch, man. They were like, uh, I don't Uncle know about Frank. This. We've been hearing about Michael Jackson I lately. Wanna, I want an Uncle Frank spinoff movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he could, where he's like just trying to save st- th- money and he steals things. Like he, he'd be stealing salt shakers and pepper shakers from restaurants and shit. Like menus that he thinks might be valuable. Oh yeah, he stole that crystal from the American from the airlines first class. first class. Yeah, <laughs> and it <laughs> probably dude. Fill it, it up, please. Fill it up, dude. Like it, well, that was not. How could that have been crystal? Why would why would that be on an airplane? Even in first class. Yeah. That, Jake, put them in your purse. <laughs> you could always aspire to treat my kids more like Uncle Frank would. Oh, I plan on it. I plan on it. <laughs> Oh, man. Only if you buy me a trip to Paris. So, um, a buddy of ours named Philip Gage, he <laughs> he loved this movie. Yeah. Called Rudy. Oh, Ever shit. heard of it? <laughs> so, Dude, he did. He loved it. thing about this song is it's in two different movie trailers that aren't this movie. Okay? So, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, wow. Which was always... A trailer that was on our VHS of The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've only seen that movie once, but I've uh-huh. seen the trailer for Angels in the Outfield with this music yeah. so many times. Uh-huh. And the second one was this movie called Spirit that came out in the early 2000s. Oh, about um, the horse? Right. And yeah. this trailer, this song made the trailer look amazing, but the movie wasn't that good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah. No, I, yeah, no. This is totally Rudy. Yeah, man. So, Mike, not to put you on the spot. That's okay. But you've been known to give some great motivational speeches on this podcast. <laughs> and this would be a killer backdrop. So I just want to hear something good from you right now. I mean, it's no Venga Boys. We like to party. but So what, what do you have to say for people listening to having a really shitty life? If you look at every single great story of every single great person... Um, anybody that you admire, anyone, you're gonna you're, you're gonna find one one common theme, uh, two two common themes. I would say one 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 that's important, and and another that's even more. Uh, something important is that ne- ne- they you, they never they never you never not go through adversity. That's always a thing. But here here's here's what you here's what you really need to remember. Uh, the people that did that knew that that was going to happen and made the dis- conscious decision to not be afraid of it when it came up. When it came up, so you need to, like the, people are always so scared because they think that they're not going to know what to do when adversity hits them. But if you make the conscious decision beforehand that you're just not going to give up, no matter what, you won't give up. It won't matter. It it, it won't it won't matter. In fact, you might find yourself coming through the other side realizing what you did go through 
and that things were hard, but you just never really, it never really got you down. You just, you, you start to really deny yourself of your inner creativity when things get tough. You should never, ever, ever do that. That's the worst thing that a person can do is deny themselves their incredible ability that, that exists within every single human being. We need to understand that we're slaves to our fear, basically. Once you understand that, I mean, think about it. Everybody has to think about the people around you. Does anyone around you have what you want? And if the answer is no, and it ought to be no, then what the fuck are you doing not chasing exactly what, not trying to build the life that you want exactly on your terms? It would be a better thing for them to think you're crazy because every single incredible thing, I'm looking around right now at lights and tables and shit and big gulps and and, and fucking canned water. Man, that, we, live in a, we live in someone's daydream. We are living somebody's vision of utopia. We are in it, and it, it, it's fearlessness. And every and and the worst, like I said, the worst thing that anyone can do is is think that they're not capable, or it's oh, it's not me. Oh, you know. And I hate it. I hate it when people bring in spirituality. People say, oh, I guess it wasn't God's vision. Don't blame a higher power for your shitty fucking life, because if that imagination exists within your brain. It is supposed to become your future. It is supposed to become your reality. So when you don't get the things that you want in life, you have the fucking nerve to blame a higher power for putting that dream in your mind? Dude, it's your fault, man. Get off your ass and get to work. You can do it. You can. You will figure it out. If no one supports you, you will find a way to support yourself. You will find a way to support your dreams yourself because nobody can build it but you. You are capable. It's you. You're smart enough. You're genius. You're beautiful. You can have everything. And you should. And you deserve it. Beautiful. Well said. Cannot have ever said it better myself. Yeah, man. I meant everything. Uh, you, you've done better motivational speeches, Mike. That was... <laughs> Like a three out of ten. Well, I mean, to be fair, I just kind of put him on the spot there. I did. I did that. I pulled that shit out of my ass. You Adam. did. I so wasn't even. Great. I'm just kidding. That was like your best ever. So I, I don't. I, I was. It was. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Well, no. I mean, like it's it's true though. Um, uh, I, it just is, man. Like it, especially around the holidays, like. If you have a blessed life, if you have an incredible family and you know you're going to spend time with them, that's great. Give thanks, man. It doesn't matter who or what you believe in. Give thanks. And if you don't have if you don't have the life you envy of other people, slowly but surely build that for yourself. Slowly but surely because you can. I I, I hate it when people when I see people scoffing at others that that are that are fearlessly admitting the the kind of incredible things that they intend to do. That's the biggest load of shit. Like ugh, the nerve of that man. Fuck you with your man. I that's I hate that shit so fucking much because it's just a bunch of bitch ass people. They're not gonna do anything. Most people won't do anything with their lives. So don't be like them. Don't do that shit. But like, what if it's the president's fault? <laughs> oh man, the, the president. <laughs> that was um, that was from Rudy, 1993. Also from 1993. Yeah, man, that that guy was like a little short ass bitch, and he was on the field he was, for a little man. bit at least. Also from the year 1993. This is from Mrs. Doubtfire. 
This is dude. And it parenthetically looks like a lady. Aerosmith. This song was actually released in 1987. Yeah, that's true. On the album uh, Permanent Vacation. Did very well. I actually really like this song a lot. A rare 80s song on 1991. You guys have, have you guys played a couple of 80s songs before? Yeah, we I have. I know you had we, a Tom Petty episode. We've we played Def Leppard. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Maybe some... Yeah, Tom Petty. Um, and like... Uh... uh I can't, shit, I can't remember. But we have we played we played some stuff from the eighties. Adam, you really like Def Leppard, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Adam's a pretty uh, big fan of Def Leppard. Def Leppard, it sounds like really terrible music made by really terrible people for really terrible people, and uh, it's slick and overproduced and uh, not. It's very well overproduced. No, it's not well produced. It no, it's a, really pretty good it's somebody pretty got incredible. in there and did too much stuff and made it sound like horse garbage <laughs> um that's totally inaccurate and incorrect but everybody knows that and yeah, i'd just like to say uh, a lot of the 80s songs we played have been like uh, soundtracks for movies like uh like we played some Ninja Turtles songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were from the '80s and things like that. But um, you know, we're not really gonna try and stick to strictly the we, '90s. We, we've gone anymore. around. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been like we've done a lot of newer stuff, and uh, I think we kind of need to, or else it's just gonna kind of feel stale. So you know, we're we're 1991, and we have a 1990s bent, but we're gonna be straight from time to time. Totally, we can talk about whatever we want. Especially true. tonight when I'm in charge. It's uh, true. Jake is in charge. We should just change it to whatever the hell Jake wants. That's uh, what we'll name it. What? Uh, about Mrs. Doubtfire. I think I've told this on the podcast. Jake's laughing like a bad man. <laughs> um, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but we went to see this movie in theaters, and uh, my older brother wanted to go and see... Uh, the Three Musketeers, the oh. Disney movie, which came out at the same time, and uh, uh, he lost, and we went to Mrs. Doubtfire, but everybody loved it, including him. So, you know. Yeah, dude. That, Classic. Are you kidding me, man? Plus, that it gave us amazing. Mrs. Featherbottom. Help me out. I always get the Three Musketeers mixed up with the, uh, oh, who are the other three? Three Amigos. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, the Three Amigos would be a parody version of The Three Musketeers uh, from, well, I mean, none of them were Hispanic. It was like Chevy Chase, yeah. Martin, Martin Short, Short, and, and um, uh, Charles Grove. No. Oh, my God. Was it, was it Steve Martin? Steve, oh, my God. Yeah. How could we forget? Dude, Are really? Me they that's whitewashed the, that's those, the one that we forgot? Mexican characters? We remembered Chevy Chase. That guy's a piece of shit. He's an asshole. Nobody likes him. And we, 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 oh my God, how dare us not think of Steve Martin first? No, it's fine. No, it's not. Uh, we don't have the battery power on the computer for the, for me to rant right now. What are we at? What are we at? 
We are at 42%. Ladies and gentlemen, Oppenheimer, <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer, who I've uh, named my uh, faithful expensive laptop, is. So, uh, I forgot the charger, so we're we're gonna just keep on moving. So you guys, this is a timeless. Holy shit! Yes. Beautiful piece of music yeah. that is a quintessential part of the 90s. And, Dude, this uh, this began. I I was a perfect age for this movie for this franchise. I was five years old. And uh, I got a Buzz and Woody for Christmas that year. They weren't like good quality like the movie, but they were, you know. That's fine. No, it was great. Dude, this this was like Pixar's mighty beginning. I mean, I think they had some before, but this was really like the one that was like, holy shit. When it comes to movies that are influential and in how movies are made, this is right up there with Star Wars and Jurassic Absolutely. Park. Absolutely. As far as CGI goes. I agree. I completely agree. Like, completely this is the first completely CGI movie ever. Yeah, it's right up there with High Noon and Vertigo. Oh, sorry. Do you guys not know those highly influential films? I know Vertigo. Are you talking about Alfred Hitchcock? Uh, yeah. What's the other one? High Noon. High Noon. It's an old Western movie. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I didn't know that one. Hitchcock made a Western? That's, wait, hold, High Noon is... That's not, that's not Alfred I'm Hitchcock. I'm confused as frick. No. Vertigo is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got one. So Are you trying you, to trick me, Adam? My cultural so, knowledge? Back to, back to Randy Newman. What is this shit? Go ahead, Jake. Um, this guy's name is Randy Newman, and he makes good shit. He is a great songwriter. He's an incredible songwriter. And his voice sounds weird, but you love it. Yeah. He's the perfect artist for this song, for this movie. He's one like, of those. This was, this was like a he's one of those guys moment. where it's like, oh, he's white. I thought he was black. He does sound like like a soul singer. Yeah. That's what I used to think. I used to think Stevie Ray Vaughan was black. Oh yeah. And then one yeah. time I I said that, and 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 Adam was like, oh, he wishes. He probably did wish. Yeah, I had a, uh, a mission buddy who who thought that Stevie Ray Vaughan was black, and he was black. And uh, I I told him, no, he's he's white. He's pink white. He's like whiter than white. And uh, yeah, the dude, the dude was really pale. Yeah, yeah. and I had this uh, this magazine uh, that had a picture of Stevie on the cover that was black and white, and he kind of looked black on it. And uh, he's like, no, look at this. And, and I, I showed him a, another picture where he was clearly like sunburned or something. And uh, he's, you know, relented. But uh, what, what, are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't pointing at anything. I wanted the mic. Oh. I was just going to say that I want to start a band called Pink White Floyd <laughs> and write songs about Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's a pretty good idea. So that was... Uh, 2005, 1995. Also from 1995, we have a movie called Batman Forever. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. You know the music video we're talking about here. You know the McDonald's toys and the McDonald's cups. Dude, this is... Speaking of really well production, overproduced but but done well, Seal. Yeah, Seal sounds just like Death Leopard. This is basically a choir of Seals. To be a gray and tower alone on Choir the sea. Seals, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you haven't seen the music video to this, go on YouTube and watch it, right? Of me. When you're five years old, it's 1990. You get to go see this movie in the theater. You can't. 
kidding me? I barely remember it, but I was excited. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, 11 years old. I remember it very Um, we're, uh, we're a little bit of a different setup tonight, and, uh, you know, passing the mic back and forth and stuff, and, uh, it might not sound as good as it normally does, but who cares? This is Jake's show, and Jake's show sounds the way Jake wants it to. <laughs> you know, it's my show if it sounds like shit. Folks, uh, let me explain to them, guys, because I, I highly doubt that you were audible earlier, Adam, but it's okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Adam and Jake are sharing one microphone going back and forth. It might be a little difficult to hear them while the while songs are playing, but that's okay. Just bear with them. They are saying things that are relevant, and if you missed it, man, that's your fault because it's important. Um, Guys, if this doesn't sound good, it's your fault. You need to adjust your car speakers or office speakers. You should have donated money to this podcast and the Soda Stream. Should have given us. Should have bought a Soda Stream. Batman Forever, you guys. Doc Kilmer, Nicole Kidman, Jim Carrey. You know, Jim Carrey. Before they started shooting this movie, a few weeks before, Jim Carrey ran into Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant, and he went over to say, "Hey, we're going to be working together." And Tommy Lee Jones said, I don't like you, and I don't like what you do. Really? Yeah. They did not get along. And I think it's because Tommy Lee was intimidated by how huge of a presence Jim Carrey has anywhere in a room. You know, having to match that level of attention and funniness. That's, what a bummer. The egos collide, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, why would he torpedo a future work relationship like that like that, that doesn't that's stupid like, no yeah that's a bummer man that's a that's a bummer but I mean I, I like Tommy Lee Jones though at the same time like I'm a, I'm a fan but I really like both of them too I mean and this is hearsay but I, I've heard it from multiple like uh, I've heard it on podcasts yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> that's how I know it's true it, it, it's probably true I, but you know what I, I didn't see it in the movie, so that's good. You know, the movie came out great. Um, I feel like there must have been people who saw the movie Dumb and Dumber and were jealous. Like, I have to work so hard to get respect and, like, be talented. And this guy's literally doing whatever he wants, goofing around yeah. and overacting, and it works. Yeah, I And well, I hate him for it. I mean... Well, J- J- yeah, at the time, man, no one could really touch him. He 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 really broke out. But man, the guy, the guy. Were, speak to, speaking of motivational things to listen to, you ought to listen to uh, Jim Carrey give the uh, commencement that commencement speech he does because he he goes into a lot about you know his struggle for uh, success and also, but also more importantly, just him formulating the life that he wanted in his head and just never quitting. Because I mean. His father wanted to go into comedy, but didn't do it. He he got you know just a regular job, and uh, you know because of his family, and then he lost that job. And Jim was like, you know, you you can play it safe, and that, that shit might not even work. So you you might as well just do what what you want what you want to do. Yeah, he's a great human, so yeah. much more than just like a comedic actor. And yeah, one really powerful quote from him. 
talking about his father, he said, you can fail doing what you don't know. Yeah. So, Might this, as well. 1996 Independence Day. Oh, yeah. This is R.E.M. The end of the world. It's the end of the world. This is like right at the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, man. You know how many times I saw this movie in theaters? Did I say that on the show already? Five? Like 12 times. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, it was over 10 times. That's a lot. Yeah. Spent like... Were you on drugs in 1996? <laughs> dude, no. <laughs> Not That's at all. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I, I know we saw it in theaters. I don't know if it was more than once, but we... Did we have this on VHS or did we just like always get it from Blockbuster? When you're a kid and you don't have it on VHS, when you get to watch it, it's like a special movie. You know? Like uh, if we got to watch Independence Day, like around July 4th, that was like really mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like, you know, getting to see the, the spaceships and the like, F-18s. It was yeah, it was a. I can't believe we didn't own it because it's like so burned into my memory. And like I remember so many little details. So crystal clear. Like the girl's face. And she says, It's opening up! Oh, yeah, right yeah. Before, in LA. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it might have been on TV or Jake, put the mic closer to your mouth. Yeah, there man. you go. I'm just gonna like really get. And, and it. what you were saying, you're right. It was on TV a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's so you know, it's very popular very movie. It's, it's kind of like very Con- successful. Yeah, kind of like Con Air. Con Air was always on TV. Oh man, that's so true. That's a that movie is wild. It it, it I I like it, but it's. Pretty wild. Moving along, also 1996, we have a movie Everybody called Oh yeah, Space Jam. Now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space jam. This movie is a perfect example of how wild the 90s was. Yeah. I mean, you have Imagine the pitch meeting for this movie. Like, I, I, we I, have dude, yeah, you're right. You're right. A pro <laughs> athlete, Looney Tunes, and Bill Murray. Yeah. How can you know, how can that not go right? <laughs> such a great movie it's wild um, when we played the uh, was it the seal version of Fly Like an Eagle yeah we did and uh, I talked about how when I was listening to this soundtrack my, my older brother got the uh, CD soundtrack for this for Christmas I was just like feeling sorry for people from previous generations for not having music this good and uh I said something to my dad about it, like, oh man, how did you live through the 70s when you didn't have music this good when the, uh, the, the cover of Fly Like an Eagle was playing? And, uh, he's like, <laughs> actually, son, <laughs> in your defense, that was some pretty ahead of its time music, right? I mean, that was, that was some, like, spacey, really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a funny story. So. That's, that Too is bad funny. they didn't have this in the 70s. <laughs> this is the Quad City DJs. And I don't know anything about them other than this song. 
Dare I say maybe one hit wonders? Oh no, they had like a couple. Okay. Um, they had come and ride the train. Um, yeah. Uh, and then like I think at least one more. But it was like you know. We probably have some like diehard fans listening going. Sons of bitches, dude. Their career was very long and epic. It really wasn't. Um, no, they definitely had more than one hit, but it was not like a very long career. No, it was you know they're a novelty group. But I'm very excited to you know talk. I, it was good to hear them. So 1997, Men in Black. Yeah, this is a this is a classic. I won't say timeless, but it's a classic. This is a time where. Movies had family-friendly rap songs mm-hmm. as the theme. Especially from Will Smith. Yes. His whole career was that. Dude, I loved this song. You know, this is one of those movies where you you watch it years later and you're like, oh, I forgot how funny it is. It's still really funny, Perfect, dude. This movie yeah. is. Will so Smith great. and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> did, uh, did Tommy Lee Jones hate Will Smith too? Did he like come after him? I don't like you or what you do. <laughs> I don't like you or what you do. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, but yeah, you know, it's. Imagine if they would have told him. Actually, last minute, it's actually going to be Jim Carrey, not Will Smith. Well, damn it! You guys remember seeing this in the theater? I do. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, totally. We're, we're getting we're getting into. I saw it like three or four times. This, if you haven't noticed, we've been going kind of chronologically. Uh, somewhat through really? these, through these, yeah. We started out in '92, and we're now in '97. Yeah, I remember going to see this with my best friend at the time, Jeremy, and. Uh, we had a, I loved going to his house because, you know, we had tons of kids in our family, but it was just him and his older brother. And uh, their parents, you know, just like got them whatever they wanted. And, like, they had all the cool stuff. Like, they had laser tag at their house. And, uh, but I went with him to see this, and uh, it was just me and him. His, like, his, his mom dropped us off at the mall and went watched this movie and hung out at the arcade after and won stuff from the claw machines I remember actually won I won a Dino you know the Flintstones dinosaur and this like dumb cow from a claw machine at Aladdin's castle it was like the only time I ever won anything cool you know when I was a kid I would use Halloween as an excuse to get stuff by being certain things for Halloween. So, for example, I wanted to be Men in the Black one year so that I could get free sunglasses for my parents. Wow, that's very clever, Jake. And then there was this one time where I wanted to be Darth Maul so I could get a toy lightsaber. Yeah. And I did. Dude, I totally worked the system. That's really smart thinking, dude. You got an early Christmas. Yeah. Did you ever think of anything like that, Adam? No, I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. I, I mean, I wanted to be Cyclops uh, from X-Men, and uh, I wanted, like, you know, a cool visor like he had, but 
I remember we got some, uh, we went to the school carnival. You know how your school would like have a carnival at Halloween time and uh-huh. in elementary school. And, uh, they had these like, uh, yellow sunglasses that were like Cyclops looking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got those instead. And, and, uh, we kind of tried to make the lenses red somehow make with a Sharpie or something. And it was really ghetto. But uh, I I was Cyclops that year, and I had a blue sweatshirt with like you know the some tape or something on it to look like Cyclops's uniform, and uh, I don't think it really worked as well as you know Jake getting lightsaber or anything. <laughs> Everybody was probably like, "Man, that look at that poor kid. His parents <laughs> don't have any money." Oh man, you know who feels like that all the time? <laughs> I'm not gonna say. <laughs> so not- I'm really excited about this one. Out of all the songs, um, yeah. This is from a movie called Batman and Robin, 1997. And it's by a band called The Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, dude. Yeah. This song was written for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it won I think I a know what you're talking about. Grammy. Really? I really wanted to say oh. Emmy, but it won a Grammy. Yeah, it did win a Grammy. That's yeah. right. And so there's like lore and like talk about how the, they wrote this the lyrics about Batman. I couldn't find anything concrete on that, but they definitely made this song... For this soundtrack hmm. um, The first time I actually heard this song It was in the Watchmen trailer In 2008 And it was a slow Kind of weird version Yeah, I used to like that version better But now I like this version This is a pretty rockin' song dude. It's great, I like how it's these like Kind of like minor chords And it's creepy but it's still up tempo Yeah Really rocking. What? But yeah, um, I love this song. Yeah, dude, this song's great. Me, me and my best friend, Alan, we both really like this song. And we have this weird kind of inside joke where every couple of months I'll randomly text him. And I'll be like, is it right where you are? <laughs> and he'll text me, have the people change. It's this weird, nice. little thing. And then shout out to my best buddy, Dallin. Yeah. Adam just said, it's almost scary. But the microphone wasn't very close to my face at the time. Sorry, that, sorry guys, I've been kind of hogging this mic because this is my episode. But no, yeah, um, that Watchmen trailer with the slow version of this song, dude, that was a good trailer. It made me like, I, I like looked that up. I was like, who is that? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, got, and I got into both versions of the song after yeah. that. Yeah, that was a good trailer. Um, I never really saw that movie, but the trailer looked cool. Um, but then I heard, you know, bad things about it. I really wanted to. You know, there's like some HBO series of that. The, the Watchmen? Yeah. Um, okay, so Batman and Robin was another movie I was excited for, having long been a Batman fan and uh, having seen all the movies in theaters. And... Uh, my mom and dad went first, and they went on a date with their, their besties. And when they came home, I was like, oh, how was Batman and Robin? And they're like, we walked out. It was so stupid. I was just, like, dejected. And I was like, how could they walk out? Are they just that uncool? Like, what's wrong with them? 
Uh-huh. But uh, it is a very bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> when we would go to Blockbuster, I would always ask my dad if we could rent either Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, and he would almost always say no. And I was like, why to, does he To both? It? Yeah. <laughs> we owned... We owned Batman Forever on VHS. I don't think we did. Weird. But, uh, but yeah, that was, you know... It was one of those where you get older and you're like, oh, that I understand why people hated this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it sucks. Um, it, that's not the one with... Um... Yeah, oh, oh, uh, Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, yeah that, that is the stupidest shit, dude. The summer after the movie Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we gauge Arnie's career. Jingle All the Way. Um, yeah, so my parents came home and they didn't like it. And I was like, Mom, Dad, chill out. <laughs> that was pretty good, Adam. So yeah, great song, terrible movie. Yeah, that is it a great happens song. I've, I've always really liked that song. Um, 1998. We have a movie called Godzilla. Oh my gosh! Yeah, with Matthew Broderick. And uh, I know you're a huge Ben Folds fan, but uh, you know, this is a this is a song I actually really like. Actually, Jake, I'm glad you played this song because there are several songs that are even more famous than this. This one is not one of them. And no, no, I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm yeah. actually unfamiliar with this. Yeah, man. Um, did I mention my feelings of? No, they just don't seem like your thing. Ben folds. Yeah. You know what? I saw a DVD of a live performance of Ben folds five. It was him and a drummer and a bass player. And dude, there was some shit that was like heavy. It was like, dude, this is rocking. Did Casey show it to you? Casey Carpenter. Oh, no. No? Gosh. Because there was this one DVD they had, uh, Casey and Andrew had a Ben Folds, Did and, uh, they both liked it. Yeah, I'm sure they both liked it. They liked all kinds of things that they were convinced would make them seem much cooler. Um, anyway, this DVD that... Um, I'm just kidding. I, I love both those people. And, and if it is the same DVD I'm talking about, then they're certainly right. It's awesome. I, I do remember distinctly at the very beginning of the show, someone introduced the band and said, if you don't like Ben Folds 5, you're about to. Um, I, re- I remember uh, I remember that. And, and, and the show was great. Like, the performance was incredible. Like, it was really entertaining. Um, yeah. It's from an album called Whatever and Amen. He definitely has some songs, a lot of them, that suck fucking balls, though. I mean, he comes off as a little crybaby piece of shit most of the time. Like, he's somebody that I kind of want to see someone beat the Dude, shit out so of. So much of the music I like is crybaby piece of shit music. It's a good, you know. That's, that's you know, Jake. Good music I, comes I'm from pr- that you know, place. I'm really, I'm really proud of you for just. A, I that, own, you're talking dude, about all the stuff I just love. I love crybaby shit, dude. That's fine, man. So much good music comes from being a crybaby if, piece of hey, shit. Hey, you know what? You, you like you, punk you know, rock? I do. I, I like it very much. <laughs> I like okay. No, it, it's it's great, man. It's good to know what you like. It's good. That's that's incredibly important. And to stand by it, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I thought about playing that uh that Green Day song 
on but you guys have oh, played with, that several oh, yeah. times um i mean you know i really enjoy the wallflowers version of heroes oh it's yeah Dude, yeah it's on that soundtrack that's like the number one thing i came away from that movie liking because i was really excited for that movie to come out and uh, i was on a road trip with my dad um we went to some police officer's funeral in San Angelo, Texas, which is uh, way out west compared to us here in Dallas. And uh, he took me with him. And we went and saw Godzilla uh, the night, you know, we, we were staying in a hotel. And um, Dad's like, so do uh, you think we should go see a movie? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and he he roared like Godzilla. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like that? Precisely. Exactly like that. Oh man, that sounded gross. I, I know I, I, a bunch of shit in my throat was gargled. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember loving it. I mean, I think I thought it was cool to see Godzilla on the screen, but I think I could pretty much instantly tell as a fourteen-year-old that it was a bad movie. He just took out the Chrysler Building. As an eight-year-old, I couldn't tell, and I wanted to see that movie so bad. I bugged my my. My dad was like out of town. I bugged my mom so hard. I was like, I want to see it so bad uh-huh. for like days. And yeah. I finally got to see it. Um, Yeah, man. I like that version of Heroes better than David Bowie. And I like David Bowie. I'm a fan. But man, the Wallflowers, they really made that song just like soar big time. I'm, But they're... Stop. So, 1999 oh. is a big year for movies. Um, one cult classic is called Fight Club with Edward Norton. There is a, another song off of that soundtrack that I'm going to insist we play. But we will definitely listen to this because this, this is a great song. By the way, this is Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, if you don't know that. Then I'm surprised you like you know, this podcast. Seriously, hold on. get with it, folks. Get into the pixies. First time I actually ever heard this song it was not a surf's cover. Oh, really? And I thought that that was the original. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably my fault. Because um, I think I had that like on a... Uh, I definitely had the MP3 on our family computer. And I probably had like... And on a couple burned CDs. Hmm. Yeah, this is a yeah great song by a great band in a great movie. Yeah. Let me uh, further explain the reason Mike seems to be judging me over there. Um, the reason I had that was because there there was a Weezer song uh, cover of Valoria on this Pixies tribute album. And uh, so I downloaded that whole tribute album, and uh, I liked those songs. And there was a song, uh, Here Comes Your Man, was covered by a band, a punk band called Sam I Am, and that was a really good version. Oh, Sam I Am. Yeah. So yeah. That's okay. You you redeemed it a little bit there. But mostly I'm like kind of disappointed. I don't, I don't seek your redemption, Mike. I don't <laughs> care for it either. So I w- I w- ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see whenever Adam yanks the, the microphone from Jake's hand to rebuttal me. <laughs> it's a pretty, as, as soon as he does it's that, a I'm good like, look. oh shit, here it comes. Is this the first time this song has been played on your podcast? Actually, yes. 
Yeah, you're, it, it is. And I believe it is, is it from really? the 1980, uh, 1988 or 87. I'm shocked that this is a this, this was This was on the... Uh, um, it wasn't on Doolittle. It was on uh, Surfer Rose. Man, talk about ahead of their time. Dude, th- those two records... Actually, I, I actually like the first record to Come On Pilgrim. Um, Come On Pilgrim, Doolittle, and Surfer Rosa. Actually, man, I even like um, the one that, that came out like 1990 that had um, Valoria. Dude, the Pixies are a really, really good band. Dude, they, they are a really awesome I band. I need to dive a little deeper on them. I, I mean, I know a lot of their stuff, and I've actually seen them live, but I... Dude, check out the first record, Come On Pilgrim. Uh, th- that might be my favorite one because it's got like, oh, dude, that's such a... Oh, such so, a Mike, what, uh, what's the Fight Club song you want to hear? Pull up Going Out West by Tom Waits. I'm going to tell you all something right now. If you want to, if you look down at your balls and your chest and there's no hair and <laughs> you are underage and you can't find any whiskey to drink or anything and you really... You want, yeah. This shit will turn any little boy into a man. This is one of the greatest, like, here it fucking comes, dude. You're about to, yes. Tom Waits for No Man. That should be the title of one of his albums. So, what do you guys think of the movie? It's a fucking great movie. I like any movie that kind of makes you think. And that movie definitely makes me think. It does. I uh, haven't seen it. But I know what happened. I mean, I know the you know, spoiler. Um, but I, uh, kids at theater were watching it once, and I didn't really sit down and watch it with them. So I never seen it. <laughs> Edward Norton beats the shit out of himself. That's yeah. what happens. And it's awesome. Very great um, Brad Pitt performance, too. Oh, yeah. 1999 was a crazy year for movies. You got this, you got The Matrix, Star Wars Episode 1. Great year for movies. Uh, Mike, this is uh, really weird. Is it? Do Do you think it's good? Listen to this line. He just said, I got hair on my chest. I look good without a shirt. Listen to this line right here. He just said, my friends think I'm ugly. I got a masculine face. Dude, go back and listen to this. This is some fucking hardcore shit. This is great. I think this song is about me. You called it, dude. I mean, I'm glad that you played this for me. I'm glad that you dedicated this song. It sounds so happy. Tom, are you familiar with Tom Waits? His work? Not like super. He did like all, all kinds of shit. And at this point, he, he could, he could put like. Is he in that Muppets band? 
Uh, I, Dr. I fi- Teeth and the Electric <laughs> Mayhem? I actually don't know. Something that he might do. <laughs> he also plays really odd characters in movies. Have you seen um, the new Netflix movie? It's like a bunch of short movies. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs or something? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. do you remember, yeah, that's do, awesome. do you remember um, Mr. Pocket? Yeah, the guy, the prospector. He's for gold. That's, that's Tom Waits. Good to know. Yeah, he, dude, he's that he, actually makes me like that song better. That was my favorite episode. Dude, of that no, movie. Tom, Tom yeah, Waits, that was the best one by far. Tom Waits, dude, you you should look at every single thing that he's been in a movie. He dude, always I'm gonna plays do, the most I'm gonna interesting do, thing. I'm like, gonna do my homework, dude. Tom, and his, I'm gonna report back to you and tell you what I thought. It's a really. He's got all kinds of all kinds of music, all kinds of sounds. He's super eclectic. I like people who are eclectic. This um, dude is an interesting artist. He is a he's a great artist. So we just have one more on my list. Okay. Well, you know, battery's and dying anyway. This song two more is Yeah, we got two more tonight. Oh, two and more. these songs Perfect. are great. No, that's awesome. This song's a cover. It's from a movie called Ten Things I Hate About oh, You. Oh, dude, yeah. Starring your... I don't know why I said yours truly. He's a leopard. Yes. I love this movie and this song. Love it. This is originally a cheap trick song. I yes. And this cover is by Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo is a, is a good band with a great singer, uh, Kay Hanley, who went on to much greater things. She went on to be the voice of Josie from Josie and the Pussycats, which is a phenomenal thing to have on your resume because it is fantastic music that transcends the movie. By the way, you can now find, finally, the soundtrack to Josie and the Pussycats on Apple and Spotify. Really? For a long time, it was hard to find. It's great music. Two things I hate about you: a great movie. Great movie. It's one of those Shakespeare adaptations. Yeah. Uh, a good one. From Tina and the Shrew, I believe. Story. Jake just said it is. Um, uh. Go ahead, Jake. Say it again. Yeah, it's a it's an adaptation from a Shakespeare play called Ten uh, <laughs> <laughs> called Ten Things I Hate About You. Shakespeare wrote that movie. The movie no, is called Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny, Jake. <laughs> and some great movies are based off of Shakespeare's work, like Waterworld. The talented Mr. Ripley. Can't you hear how she sounds like Josie? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Adam doesn't want to admit that he is a huge fan of the song from Josie and the Pussycats. I think Pretty I much just admitted it. All of them. Anyone, any of those Josie and the Pussycats songs are phenomenal. Actually, Especially the slow ballad, um, uh, You Don't See Me. Oh my gosh. I don't remember it. I almost well up just thinking about that song. Dude, she's hot and she has a great voice. Oh, Rachel Lee Cook? Yeah. Yeah, it's not her voice. It's Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo. Did you hear me? I said that. Oh, oopsie. <laughs> In an episode of Parks and Oh, really? I think. Dope. What's her name? Oh, I think you're thinking of Parker Posey. I'm 
I thought you meant Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook's the actress? Yes, Rachel Lee Cook's the actress. Kate Hanley is the voice of Josie. You you guys are confusing the fuck out of me right now. (laughs) Well, it's okay. I get it. I get it. That's great. Also, cheap trick rules. So, there's that. That's one of those songs where there's a cu- couple of covers, and I was like, wait, who wrote this song? Like, how do I get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. cover trail? Yeah. You know what I mean? Some songs are, there's too I, many covers. I, I, what I like about that, it was pretty, like, just like the song. I think somebody should cover uh, Africa by Toto. <laughs> are you? That would be a novel concept. <laughs> yes, I'm being facetious. Oh, okay. Um, one more, Mike. The song is freaking epic. Oh, and, yeah. um,. And when I was nine years old, Darth Maul scared the shit out of me. Oh, dude, yeah. Just, just let it sink in. The power of music can make a terrible movie good. That's what music can do. Yep, it's true. I was actually watching parts of this movie earlier today, and um, a lot of a lot of the times when people think about this movie, they think about the big fight with Darth Maul at the end, and so they're like, "Yeah, I like that movie," but the rest of it, oh man, it's uh, it's rough. Um, yeah, it's, but I mean, like you know, if you're a fan of Star Wars. And this was coming out. Shit, man, you, you were you were at the theater. Oh yeah, you know I mean, like it was a big deal. It was a real big deal. Like it was huge. just the uh, news broadcast with people in line for days ahead of time. Oh yeah, and I was the perfect age for it. I was nine years old, and I just ate it up, all of it. Yeah, loved it. Loved the toys. Loved everything. And um, but yeah, that that three-way lightsaber fight is still holds up. I still love that fight. Yeah. We didn't really uh, grow up with Star Wars from a young age. Um, I mean, you more than me, obviously. But, like, we didn't... I didn't see Star Wars until I was, like, 11 or 12. Um, And we... Dad asked us about it. He's like, have I seen Star Wars? We went and bought A New Hope on VHS on New Year's Eve and uh, watched it. New Year's Eve night. I don't know what year, but uh, yeah, it was awesome. We were like, before that, it was like uh, a few random people I knew had some toys from it and stuff. Um, the earliest Star Wars memory I had, some kids on my block had a Darth Vader-shaped uh, case that held a bunch of their action figures. And uh, the only other thing I remember before Dad went and bought us that VHS of The New Hope was uh, uh, one time at the Jacobs' house, Chris Jacobs, uh, been mentioned here many, many times. Um, they were watching uh, the... 
Hoth part of Empire Strikes Back, and I just remember him cutting open that tauntaun and got spilling out. Yeah, that's my favorite part of any of the movies. Yeah, dude, Star Wars. Um, I sang this song in choir in high school. I, I remember a bunch of school choirs sang this song. Oh, I thought I was unique. <laughs> well, <laughs> you were... Um, so what we did, it was a it was a movie choir concert. It was yeah. actually kind of cool. And they had clips from movies on the screen while we sang. Well, that's pretty neat. Oh, man, that'd be cool. He had really cool choir directors. Um, he actually wasn't cool, and um, I didn't really like him. Who was it? Um, <laughs> uh, this guy, Mr. Despain. Oh, the guy that went to jail for um, being inappropriate with an underage girl? Yeah, just, yeah. just really, really cool choir directors. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never trusted that guy. I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody, like, um, you know, the, the friend group, the people I was hanging out with at the time, they fucking worshipped that guy. They thought he was, like, so, so awesome. But, like, honestly, like, nah. I'm yeah, sorry, I just man. always felt uneasy around him. I don't know. Yeah. Like, sometimes he could be cool. But sometimes. Like, I don't know. There was just something. There was off. some. Bu- it was there. Was, there was bullshit in there, and it finally festered up. Well, and I, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to tell you. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm glad I was right. I'm glad. Yeah, I was right, and you and you were too, Jake. And uh, you were right, and I was I was bitter because and they were fucking this, wrong. There was this um, homecoming parade, and and um, the actual people from choir didn't get to be on the choir float. The people in this M5 cover band that thought they were so cool got to be on it. And, uh, you know, this this one guy who used to drum for John Mayer, he got to be on the float, even though he wasn't even in high school. But yeah. Well, you Anyways. know, I mean, you know what happens when you're, you know, you peak in high school, you try and hold on to it. So even though he was out, he probably thought, oh, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. You know? But I mean, but no, because he's played with all these celebrities, you know, and interestingly enough, everybody that he ever told about it, he... He quote unquote lost contact with, and then um, uh-huh. you know th- those people would call his other friends to ask them, "Hey, have you seen what's his name, the guy that played for John Mayer and Eric Badu? I was supposed he was supposed to get me tickets. Um, what's up with it?" And then that person would have to explain to them the situation. Oh, I'm sorry, but that was actually a falsehood and a lie. And they, and you know what? Every single one of them would say, "No, I figured be, that. It can't be a lie. No, people no. figured it. Oh, yeah." Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess strong. Yeah. Isaac didn't use that. You act. have never seen so many bridges on fire in your life mm. than those. Snap. A lot of the people listening are so confused. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We're not cutting that out. We're leaving it in this time. Yeah, we are. And they can deal with it because it's my episode. This is the Whatever the Hell Jake Wants podcast. Well, uh, your podcast, Jake, is coming swiftly to is there close. Anything you would like to say, Jake? Um, just that I freaking love this podcast. I really do, and like I've learned some good music um, from the '90s. Not everybody is as knowledgeable as you two about music in general, and you know, I um, yeah, I've discovered some cool bands that like I knew, kind of knew, but like through the podcast mm-hmm. learned about more of mm-hmm. so yeah yeah 
That's well, awesome. I think we have two actually. Yeah, I was gonna say like we we really have as well. Absolutely. Um, some of those songs, especially some of like in those early episodes, yeah, like we were doing charts. That song "High" by Feeder and stuff like that. Like yeah, just stuff that passed me by. Um, has been like stuff I've really caught on to. And oh, I'm going out for a while so I can get how dude. That, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. dude, that song a is a song. great song. Oh, like I, I always think of that one when I think of songs I've discovered, but there's like so many more, like there's this band called the refreshments that I never knew about. Um, what, what did they sing again? Um, there's this song called banditos that they did. They also did the theme music for King of the Hill, but, Oh, yeah, just dude, like, man, we we have we have we 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 we've like been we played some shit that that was those were great moments. Yeah, yeah, they were. Damn, because I started thinking like ah, the chart format that was cool, but we've done it. But see, but that's the beauty of it because it was something that yeah. neither one of us was really prepared for. Yeah, but we're we can't go back to that. We got to figure something else out because I'm not going back to Billboard because we're never gonna pay for that. Because that's ridiculous. Oh, what the fuck is the fee again? Yeah, it's like at least $10 a month. Holy shit, no way. No. The great thing about charts, though, is that, you know, you it forces you guys to listen to some, some good stuff, but like also some awful shit. Yeah. Like, it will, you know, the show would <laughs> otherwise... some of the, the best times. Well, There's got to be something else, though, that we can do without giving money to Billboard... We'll find it. Yeah, I mean the internet and the Sorting Hat's great, also. Oh know. yeah, that's that's uh, Adam. Well, dude, I, it's been an honor to have you, Jake. I, I'm happy that you're a fan. That makes me very happy. We're we're really happy to have you. Um, we ought to do this again when our setup is. Um, actually, we have the equipment to do it. We, we just, just didn't, didn't have it all together yeah. tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you've made it this far, um, I do apologize for any audio problems. Um, it's it's probably my fault. Um, well, I should have asked more questions and gotten us better prepared, but you know, you can take the blame. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you call yourself the host. You know, shoulder the I'd blame. Like to, Captain like goes down with the ship. It's true. You know, no, at well, least no. you guys have like microphones and stuff. Like, there are three know, in the, in, in when, this. When I did the jet, I'm actually, you know, I might actually reboot that into a, a, a different, a, a different podcast app and actually like, um, try harder and make it cooler but but yeah i had fun doing the couple you know the the episodes i did do but i i, th- I think i got some other stuff i'm going to be working on so keep it keep the lookout nice we yeah. will we will we look forward to it dude. awesome um uh, yeah well uh okay all right, man. Um, our, how's our battery looking? I can't read it from here. Can it looks like that? in the teens. Okay. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, but we need to. I'm gonna need. Oh, that's eh, fine. Look, look at me discussing like technical shit on the air. Yeah, let's All wrap right. this. Let's Ladies wrap and gentlemen, um, put a bow on it. So anyway, you, by the time this episode goes out, the holiday season, uh, Christmas time, Hanukkah, um, all every single wonderful holiday thing. Uh, whatever it is that you celebrate, that'll have been passed. Um, it is my hope that it finds you at peace around loved ones. And also, more more importantly, most importantly, w- with the feeling that, you know, you you love yourself, that, that, you, that you, you have an incredible life around you. And if you don't, you know that you are incredible in your own right. 
and you can build and you have the power to build the most incredible life that you want. Be patient with it. Uh, be strong. Be fearless. Don't be afraid of your imagination. Uh, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Choose the good things. Create good things for yourself. You will find that you have created good things for others. And in turn, great things will be given to you from others. You will always need everyone, and everyone will likely need you too. So never deny your own incredible importance. Um, don't skimp on gifts. Don't be a cheap fuck like Frank from Home Alone. You know, um, and Aunt you know, Bethany. Hey, and don't don't like not eat a lot of food because you're trying to watch your weight. Like your family members probably busted their ass cooking. Eat that motherfucking food. Eat it. And you know what? If you want to be bulimic for a week. Go ahead and throw it up, but don't, don't, don't keep doing that. Don't fucking turn that into a terrible habit. And don't be my, don't be like Kevin McAllister's bitch sister, <laughs> who says you're what the French call les incompetents, always talking about how France is better. You know, seriously, one of those people who's always talking about how everything they do in France is better than America. Don't be like that. Yeah, dude. Where's Bill O'Reilly when you need him? Oh. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, at this point, I'm going to be playing the... <laughs> See, now I have to sit here because we got to play the outro music, which usually happens during you know, me trying to spread hope and joy. I mean, can I not be Santa Claus for a moment, Adam? Can I not? Don't even... Oh, is it the same song? Yeah. It's fine. Um, Adam, say bye to the people. Bye, people. W- wish them a merry holiday. Oh, merry happy new year and a Christmas to you too. Absolutely. Hey, y'all. Um, hey, don't don't write Starbucks letters for them having cups that you don't like. If you don't like the Starbucks cups, you can go fuck yourselves. Because I do believe that they asked people to submit their own uh, ideas and if you didn't it's your own goddamn fault so. i think they should have satanist cups because it's a free country you're not wrong you're not wrong jake and on that note we're gonna close it out ladies and gentlemen from 1990 what we all bid you good night good night <laughs>